Alright, this is Holtz for you from Autocore. And this right here is the words of Krom. And if you do not listen, to hell with you! You gotta tell him what you saw, Billy. But I'm scared, McGonagall. You gotta tell him what you saw for me, McGonagall. Okay for you, McGonagall. Well, McGonagall, Billy is dead. I slit his throat from here to ear. Hey, I'm trying to eat lunch here. That would've been funny if you'd got the quote right, Dan. No, I got the quote. I got the quote right. You said, "I slit his throat from ear to ear." Yeah. They slit his throat from ear to ear. No, he slit his throat from ear to ear. But you, you said it incorrectly. No, that individual man says that he, himself, therefore I, slits his throat from It's not, because he's talking to the chief. Uh, I am going to go on... Anyway, and as... Welcome to the words of Crom. <laughs> as Dan suddenly comes to realisation that he's wrong and I am no, forever right. No, I am going to YouTube this as we speak. How do you spell uh, my gun, I go? Anyway, <laughs> I'm Nick. Phil. Mm-hmm. That's Stu. And I am currently looking... The incorrect monologue person no. is done. So Phil, uh, what are your thoughts on the Xbox One? I kind of like it. Kind of? Yeah, um, I know it's not a, the the usual hardware launch for a games console, what with it showing very few games, but E3's round the corner in the next week or two. Hmm. And I think they've played it quite well not showing games. Because well, then they showed card. They showed bits. They showed, of games, they showed bits they? of games, but they didn't show too much. They just showed off the hardware because they can now have an absolutely massive E3. Yeah. Whereas if they yeah. if they flop the dick out on the table and said, "Look at what we can do, and look what all we've got," when E3 comes around, it a bit. Well, we showed we you. We yeah. showed you these two weeks ago. They're still exactly the same as they were like then. Whereas now it can be like, "So here's an, uh, the hardware launch. E3 comes around." They're just gonna. Uh, they could, and I hope they do. Bitch slap Sony. Okay. I think Dan's desperately wanting to prove <laughs> that. Uh, uh, that yeah, I'm I, wrong. I believe I found the clip. So. Oh man, this is bad quality. And that's not the right episode either. Fuck it. Good job, Dan. Good job. Mechanical. Are you worried yet that you're gonna be wrong? No. No. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> no, I am actually no. more concerned that I might be wrong, to be honest. But uh, but, but I you hope, keep uh, but I hope I'm you not. keep looking that. No, no, let's uh, <laughs> big stew. Xbox One thoughts. Um, there's not a lot to have much thought about at the moment, in my opinion. Well, there's lots to talk it's about. It's given me pause for thoughts. What about the fact that you can't p- play pre-owned games anymore? Inevitable. Inevitable. Yeah, without pain. You can with a charge. Sad, but inevitable. See, I, I personally, s- we'll go on. No, you first. It's not as bad as uh, it could have been. I think it's the logical step as to what they did with locking out multiplayer sections of games. It's exactly the same. It's an online pass at the end of the day. The weird thing is, EA have recently come out and said they're going to stop doing that. Which is kind well, they, of no, they don't <laughs> ironic. They don't need to do it anymore. Yeah, they don't have to. But they were directly making money themselves as opposed to Microsoft making money. Oh, I, do, I, I suppose it's how it works, isn't it? 
It'll be the same. It'll go to the developers the same. Hopefully, yeah. I think it. Very much I, is it to unlock? D- it's no, no, not, not confirmed. Different. If it's not a tenor, uh, I reckon it'll be a bit wrong because I think online passes now cost eight hundred points. I kind of understand why they do it. Because imagine you're, you're like a studio and you've spunked like 25 million or how oh, much it costs to make a game. And then it sells really well in week one, then... Falls off. Falls off because everyone who's bought it trades it in. And then everyone buys the traded in version for less. Because well, you get no money for that, no, it's for that reduced copy. Pure, it's pure profit for the... For the retailer. Though I can't remember the specific numbers. The developer who did Heavy Rain said that um, we looked at the statistics and let's say they sold 600,000 copies of the game. Going off the stats, there was over a million unique like gamer tags on PS3 mm. that played that game, which equated to X amount of euros, like hundreds and hundreds of thousands that of they euros would not see, that yeah. they'll not see. Yeah. Which could have then gone been pumped back into development. The, o- the only sort of flip side of it will be, obviously from the consumer side of it, because I, I, I appreciate the fact that developers need money and they should earn money and if, if it's a good pro- good quality product, but if it's some gash game like fucking Dragon Age 2, you buy it, you play it for 10 minutes, you realise, fucking hell, this is an abortion. You want to trade it in? I, I don't want to go to a shop and pay 40 quid for a game that is going to become effectively mm. worthless. Because it's really poor, you know. I mean, I think the only game that's really held its value would be Call of Duty, and that was still too expensive. Even on pre mm. pre owned, it was too expensive. Forty quid's too much for most games if you can't yeah. if you can't get any trading value. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, they'll have It'll to do a tier system like Premiership football tickets for United, City, Arsenal, whatever. You have the most expensive tickets. Then there's the next tier down for all those. So if you if you got five quid games, they're going to be your mega bucks, top drawer, mega budget ones, and then everyone else can not. They'll have to be some. I think I think they are going to have to change because like all all these like alternatives are coming out now. Like obviously for your phones, the Wii is coming out soon. There's all kinds of like Android based consoles. There's going to be the Valve console, the Steam console. So and obviously, if you're going to be using the Valve console, the games prices are going to be cheaper anyway because it's a PC. So I think companies are going to have to start having cheaper prices or be more competitive. Otherwise, people just stop bothering to buy games. Well, if they did pay as you play, what would you be uh, your view of that? So let's say uh, a pound every hour. For, it would that'd be way too much. Yeah, because. Let's say you fall in love with a game. Fucking hell, Skyrim are bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. If you fall in love with a game and you want to like eke out every little, every hidden dungeon, yeah. every collectible, then you're going to spend Think far much more than you would have buying it in the first place. Think of other games, though. But you can, like, your eight-hour campaigns and stuff. Yeah, but the, the thing like, is, yeah. generally, you, generally your games these days with, like, crappy small eight-hour campaigns are the ones where they then expect you to play multiplayer afterwards, so you're still not saving any money. Yeah, so you're not saving any money because then you'll spend days of your life literally playing multiplayer. True, but I suppose that's your point, though, Stuart, in a way, because you put in what you get out of it. I just I just think... I'm not saying I agree with it. Yeah, it's yeah, It's another yeah. model that they've banded about. I mean, because a lot of... Even, like, the MMO market's kind of... 
crashing now where everyone's going free to play and it's all like microtransactions mm. like Star Wars Online that you can play for free if you want you never have to pay anything however it unlocks if you pay like a monthly stipend you can get better stuff like your move speeds increase 20% you've got a bigger inventory mm. really simple stuff like that that can be sort of noticeable in the game basic convenience stuff I don't know that's the same as getting stuff for pre-ordering games as yeah well. you're right yeah. like with Tomb Raider I got something where I could uh, it was an unlock in the game anyway but you'd only get it real late on because it was like one of the gold ones and it was take virtually no damage from falling from heights and you can climb quicker that was just because I pre-ordered it from somewhere mm. but T- when you said microtransactions a lot of things are going to be going like that EA have said that they're heavily invested in microtransactions yeah. unfortunately they <laughs> they did they did it too much with Dead Space Three. I was about to mention Dead Space Three. Yeah. That was one. That was crazy. That was mired in. Uh, Epic yeah. have done it as well. I don't know if you knew with the uh, Gears War Judgment. You can buy skins for your like Lancer rifle and uh, skins for your character and all that kind of stuff. Isn't that no Quite different wide, from though. buying like content for like COD though? Because I know in the last Black Ops. That's Black Ops Two. Yeah, Black Ops Two. You can yeah, it's gone backwards. It's horse armor. Yeah, horse armor. You can buy like fucking horse disco armor. rifle skins and shit there's, like that. There's a massive horse armor. <laughs> I think I'm the only one here who's not there, There's Black a Ops massive too. controversy uh, for when Oblivion was released. Uh, they did some downloadable DLC, and one of it was armor for your horse. That was how how much would it cost? Uh, it was at least four quid, but Wait, probably like eight. Quid. Right, I've I've lost track of when about which game is this? Oblivion. Oblivion. So the the predecessor to um, to Skyrim. Skyrim, you could buy armor for your horse. That was purely cosmetic; it didn't affect anything, and it cost it probably cost like eight hundred points. So I don't know, like eight quid. It was one of the first. Uh, runs of DLC. Yeah. Synonymous with wasteful, pointless. Yeah, a complete waste, yeah. Hence that you can just say horse armor and everyone should know sure. it. Gamers know what you're talking about. Yeah, true gamers. <laughs> but Dan has long, long said that. But for as much as I'm a casual game, that was god awful, they pulled it back with Shivering Isles and Knights of the Nine. They were proper. Well, they've, right. they've more than made up for the yeah. mistake with the DLC. That I think DLC can be really well handled. Like in Mass Effect 2, Lair of the Shadow Broker, which is head and shoulders the best mission in Mass Effect 2, but including the rest of the game. Even as like a driving section, which the rest of the game doesn't have, which is fucking amazing. Easily the best mission, the coolest mission. Pays for all the voices and stuff. It, you pay for it, but you get you get what you you know you get something for it as opposed to. I don't know. In COD, I, I felt you, you didn't get much for your money. Just m- multiplayer maps. maps. It's like that's also stirred a l- slight controversy. Is um, Battlefield Four? If you pre-order it, no, you'll get the first expansion pack free, and they've announced what the expansion pack is. And people have rightly pointed out, why don't you just put it in the full game if it's ready to go now? Yeah. Mm. And it, they'll have DLC ready for fucking ages anywhere. All the COD maps aren't being made. It is cheeky to announce it before. But it's a no, it's yeah, if you Yeah, no announced it before. Pre order it now and you'll get the first expansion pack for free. That's why I uh, I always have a bit of disrespect for artists who bring out a CD and uh, then just less than a year later re release the same C D with like an extra song that they released as a single or Yes, know. Rihanna. 
yeah. the same fucking CD five times over. No wonder she got battered. No offence. Uh, <laughs> when fucking do some work, Rihanna. In four years that I worked at HMV. <laughs> just joking. In four years that I worked at HMV, Leona Lewis had just one album, but I remember it came out twice and uh, having to listen to it both times just because the second time I had a couple of extra songs. You know, stop robbing people and actually make some music. Yeah. Did she ever make a second album? I believe so. I, I believe she. I don't know what number she's on to. Actually, she might already be on number three. I believe her recent one was not well received. That first album was huge at the time. And I, I thought you were going to say it was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember. Um, I remember having to listen to that constantly in HMV, and I could not stand "Bleeding Love." It is one of the worst songs. Oh, yeah. That means nothing. To me, no often. fucking idea what you're talking about. It's a music video where uh, Leona Lewis is grinding up against a radiator and going up and just repeating the line "bleeding love" over and over again. It's, it's quite Sounds cool. Sounds thrilling. It's yeah. a song about periods. Yeah. Is uh, it? Well, <laughs> when, when we worked at HMV, Sounds H- legit. <laughs> when we worked at HMV, Mike, a former team leader, Mike, yeah, he surmised professional scouser. Professional scouser uh, surmised that it was about uh, uh, there's no polite way of saying it about having sex with a woman on a period basically so yeah lovely uh, anyway regarding the uh, just keep one. it polite in here amongst people like me <laughs> I apologise um, regarding the pre-owned thing though at Xbox One uh, there's favour to be found in it, like uh, the amount of game companies, game studios that uh, that have gone bankrupt because they're not making money because people are just, you know, their games now simply exist as like people p- buying pre-owned versions of them, you know. Would you not argue that those games though are probably all mediocre? Yeah. Probably. Unfortunately, but, uh, I'm getting more and more of that view. If, the, if they can't sell enough copies more often than not, it's probably because the game is shit. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, um, it's not really like a film. People's jobs are not. It's it's not really like a film where if you spunk 100 million on it and then it doesn't really do well, it can still recoup its money. But you might take a chance on a game if it's a tenner. Yeah, you know what I I agree. But 40 quid full price for a a movie tie in. Fuck that. Yeah. Mm. For Avatar the game. Yeah. See the. See, the massive flaw I have for the Xbox One, I have a few flaws with it. Number one, it is it is an ugly console. Um, I like the design of I, it. I, yeah, I like it. No, right, it's not It's not ugly, ugly like the original Xbox, which I can't call the Xbox One anymore. It's not ugly like the original Xbox, which was an ugly console, okay, but the Xbox 360 is quite a good-looking console. The new one is. The it's, new, the, that it, one, the, the, one, the old-style version yeah. is ugly as fuck, um, I think. I, th- I think even the older ones with like the black, uh, with the black colouring is quite an attractive console. But um, but the new one, it the looks slim, like, yeah, it looks awesome. like a giant eighties video player. So uh, which I, which I know as well. Give it a couple of years, they'll bring out a slimline version. Looks like a giant eighty style video player. Uh, you can't have it vertically; it has to lie horizontally. I'm not a fan of that. Um, uh, and the big thing, the really big thing that grinds my gears, if I was Peter Griffin, uh, I, and, and all the more reason why I'll be keeping my Xbox 360 for a very long time, I can't believe they're not oh, doing backwards say, compatibility. Yeah, why is everyone bang on about backwards Because I still have and have still played my original Xbox games, because I've played them on my Xbox. Weird. 
I'm, I'm not weird at all. Uh, keep in mind, I am a casual gamer. I've probably owned far less games than you have. Than you have. And, uh, you know, and therefore, I've, not, I've never traded in any games. You know, I've got, I've got rid of... I sold a bunch of Xbox games when I sold my original Xbox. But, uh, uh, but point is, I still kept a bunch of them. The ones that I really liked. The, you know, Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City, as well as a few other games. The original Halo and Halo 2. Uh, etc. There's more I can't think of. The original Fable. Ah, Fable. Uh, but... Can we have an episode where you don't mention There's Fable? been a few episodes where I've not mentioned <laughs> Fable. Anyway, uh, where was I going with this? Yes, the point is I've still kept them, still played them, and that's the thing. I'm going to have to keep my 360. I, I think there's points to be made on both sides, Dan, because obviously... It, I, I agree with you in a sense, because... All, all this stuff, all this content we've bought on our Xbox Live accounts, that's suddenly going to become void because you're not going to be able to use it. You're not going to be able to play your maps on Call of Duty because you're not going to be able to call, play Call of Duty on the Xbox One anymore. I've bought a few games on on Xbox wow. Live. I ain't going to be able to play them unless there's some kind of weird loophole. But it happened with the PS1 and the PS2. PS2 and the PS3, there was very little backwards compatibility with that, and I think people survived. The thing is, right... That's why PCs are the best. I can understand. If you were that asked, why are you getting yeah. a, a new console? Well, I don't ultimately. Oh, why don't you just keep your older as well? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I've never my sold a console. Yeah, it's really not an issue. I sold it's my... an issue for kids and for families. I sold my original Xbox, because I knew I'd have no problem playing the games I wanted to keep on my 360. So I sold my original Xbox, didn't need it anymore. Plus, it was a massive thing, the original Xbox. And again, ugly. Not that that matters. Um, not st- as ugly as the PS3. The PS3, yeah. Uh, the original, my original PlayStation, I still have. Granted, it hasn't been played since, well, probably since I had my original Xbox. But the point is, I still have it. Um, so yeah, I'll be keeping my 360 regardless. Okay, the Xbox One makes some right steps, uh, or makes some steps rather in the right direction. For instance, finally, what the Xbox 360 should have had all along, it's finally got Blu-ray. You know, um, mm. way behind the mark on that one. So, uh, you know. You know, they are taking some steps in the right direction, but again, there's way too much positive things with my 360, which up until this point in time definitely is the best console. It's far better than the PS3, despite Blu-ray being on PS3. Um, There's no reason to get rid of my Xbox 360. However, if I got an Xbox One, it would save me buying Kinect for my 360, because after all this time, I still don't really buy into Kinect. No. No, I think think it's a gimmick. The thing that I'm worried about is price point for them. Yeah. Because when PS3 came out, it had everything built in. So it had Wi-Fi, a large hard drive, uh, Blu-ray, and all this, that, and the other. And it put the price up high, whereas a good selling point of the Xbox 360 was you can get a bare-ass minimum console to just get you playing games. Mm. And then you could buy a hard drive or buy the Wi-Fi thing. And then later you could buy the HD DVD drive. And you could add to it, but if you just wanted it as a pure games machine, I've you heard, could just get the. I've heard they're going to do that again. I'm sure they've said they're going to. There's going to be like a. Uh, I don't a say there'll price be one. Low, or... There'll be several models. Same as like even the Wii U had different, uh, different models. You I'm know, sure they will do it, but I think even the lowest entry level of the next gen is still going to be quite high. Maybe, well, yeah. I'm maybe. thinking it'll be at least five hundred quid. 
Maybe it's because I don't work in retail anymore, but obviously I worked in HMV when the Wii came out and you know it was huge, you know, and everyone, everyone, gamers, non-gamers, everyone bought a Wii, you know, I don't, I don't even know how the Wii U is doing, has it been a... It's been failing. Yeah, it's shit. Not been failing, but it, it was, it was, as Nintendo put it, it was significantly under their estimates, the sales were. Mm -hmm. We've played it. Have you? Mm -hmm. yeah, the Rage has got one. Why? Is a Nintendo fanboy. Plus, he got it free. It's the only a... people that buy them. Does that mean... a, a sales competition at work, and the top prize was a Vespa scooter, and he didn't want that, so he put forward to his bosses if he could have stuff to the equivalent value. So he got a new TV, a new Xbox, Slim, a Wii U. I'd have had the Vespa. An iPhone. He's got a car. I've got a car. I still love the Vespa. He lives in Blackpool. Some shit on his seat. <laughs> It's just true. <laughs> um, <laughs> Probably me. Does, does he have a Does he have a Nintendo 3DS? Yes, yeah, I've got it all. I, I think that is a stupid console. A 3DS. Nintendo. I think he's had two. Really? Nintendo just uh, sell on gimmick now, and if yeah, gimmicks just don't. I mean, I think the technology for the Wii was good, and they aimed it, you know, for people who didn't necessarily want to be considered gamers. It's just like a fun party game thing. It's cheap as well. Mm. But the Wii U is expensive, and it's needless. It's just needless technology. The that pad is ludicrously yeah. expensive. Yeah, one hundred and twenty quid for a pad, and you can only have, can only one have person can have it. Yeah. So, like, if you've got you and three mates come round for play a game, one of you is on that super duper pad with a screen on. The other three are on fucking Wii remotes. It's like. It's oh, you can buy the, the professional point, yeah. pad, which is like forty or fifty quid. It's dumb as fuck. And then it's all smoke and mirrors. So like, just something, something simple like the YouTube app. You got that. You put up a video, and uh, the video's playing on there. And you got the screen here, and it's got information about like who uploaded it and stuff. And you go, oh, maybe I can look at comments and do that, and uh, that'd be quite good. Or oh, look for your next video. No, you can't do that. It hints that you can do, but when you try to do anything useful with it, it fails. It's like the Dreamcast fucking screen yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, it's turd. Oh, you can like. Do strategies and what? Well, maybe slightly, and then that's it. It's pointless. Mm. And that's why Sega don't make consoles anymore. Let's not slag off the Dreamcast as it was the it greatest. Was awesome. It was the greatest of all consoles. Do you mean that? Yeah. I yeah, I'd agree. Do you still own your? I've never owned the Dreamcast. I think I'm mental. I was given one once for one one summer. Um, the biggest downfall of the Dreamcast was obviously the technology was mega hackable. So my mate had one and he downloaded like probably about five hundred games and he gave them he gave me it for one summer in a box and he it was just reams and reams of discs and the way because there's so many games the way I had to do it was I'd play every game for like maybe ten minutes and I'd organise them into three piles games I'd never fucking play ever again games I might play and then games I will finish. And like, like you do the same with Xbox. If you had five hundred games on the Xbox, you'd have the same size pile, pretty much. There's maybe like ten games that I would play to completion. They were like Crazy Taxi, um, Shenmue. Fucking hell, Shenmue is a good game. Um, Resident Evil Code Veronica. They had loads of cool little games that were just amazing. UFC game. Post on. That was awesome. 
There's this there's this role play game that was ripped off from Baldur's Gate called uh, Record of Lados War. That was fucking ace. I remember getting so vexed playing that because it was just so hard. All kinds of, of random little games. Shenmue is probably my main experience from Dreamcast, and that was just one of the most groundbreaking games I've ever played. Dad doesn't know what it is, do you? I know Shenmue is an RPG, and I think it's set in Japan somewhere. I remember, yeah. I remember, I remember playing it actually. But am I right in thinking there must have been a PlayStation part of it? No, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. There might have been Shenmue. There's a sequel. Which wasn't obviously on the Dreamcast. Right, well, I'm sure I've played something in the Shemnia universe. I remember a man walking very slowly along a harbour. It was very interesting. That might have been the sequel. That's sarcasm. <laughs> yes, it was. Shemnia <laughs> <laughs> yes, was. <laughs> was good, and it was bad at the same time. Why was it bad? Just lots of... It It was like, oh, it's free world, and like, you got a, a clock and everything... It's a free world to a certain extent. You have to kind of do the everything in a very linear fashion. In a really. sense. Well, there you go. In a sense. I found and then fucking when I got a job and I'm having bloody yeah, that was truck races. <laughs> in a game, you have to get a job. To be fair, you do that when you drive a forklift. Yeah, is it no more Just job than fucking mining in Skyrim? At least I would, that was to an end. It's to an end in, in Shenmue. Phil, try and restrain yourself. Stu, you like to be able to. Uh, you had to initially in the. I said restrain yourself. Initially in the early parts of the game to earn money, you needed to get a job. So uh, you know. What job do you get? You could be a woodcutter or, or a blacksmith or uh, or a or you could learn to play the lute. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> How is it like a mini game or something? Yeah, you just press A and it plays it. It was literally like a very dull mini game. Very dull, but a very good way to rack up some quick cash. And with that cash, you could then start buying properties. And once you own enough properties, you you just made your own money. Then there's no need to get another job. But initially, yeah, you were unless you buy the blacksmith and then work in the blacksmith. Yeah, but you're talking a lot of money before you could buy the blacksmith. Okay. Right. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, fa- Fable an- an- anyway, again. Fable Two, awesome. Fable Two. <laughs> Dan's great. Dan is the the greatest exponent of. Uh, it's what of Fable. Uh, you know what? I can I can name you two reasons why I won't get rid of my three sixty. Fable Two and Dead Rising. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Word. When was the last time you played Fable Two? Uh, last year when I finally downloaded the added the uh, bonus content for it and played the last few missions. What game are you actually playing at the moment, Dan? Not playing one. I don't even have Xbox Live at the moment. The last game, I, the last game I played, which I finished probably already, probably already close to a month ago. The last game I played was the fucking awesome best game I have played for a very long time, Tomb Raider. It's fantastic. I have to big up Bioshock Infinite. And I hope Phil can support me. The end of yeah. that, there's a point at the end of that where they end up in another place. That's all I'll say to save the spoilers. I'm sure Phil knows what I mean. That was so amazingly cool and jarring that I actually stood up from my seat and went, What the fuck? Because it was that cool. And the end of it was just... Dynamite. The end of that game was amazing. It is amazing. amazing. I always liked that bit at the end of Monkey Island 2 where you went up that elevator and you came out on that side street in the first Monkey Island. 
<laughs> well, um... Monkey Island Tosh. <laughs> you are talking bollocks. Monkey Island 1 and 2 are amazing games. They are the best point-and-click adventures ever made alongside the original Simon the Sorcerer and to a lesser extent Simon the Sorcerer 2. <laughs> Monkey Island and Monkey Island 2 especially, fucking awesome. I could never get the puzzles. They're too stupid for me. They were a bit stupid. They, they were, were fucking you know, ridiculous. The, uh, the, the second, the second one uh, is impossible to complete without cheating. It's because re- it is that difficult. Uh, but bloody love them. Funny it's humor. Like you come up against a pirate and you've got like a sword, a gun, a and a fish. Game. I don't know. I can't remember. This is just a stupid example of how dumb the pirate, the, the puzzles were. Go on. In your inventory, you've got a sword, a gun, and a fish. So you try and use the sword, or he beats you. Try and use a gun, he shoots you. But if you take out your fish and slap him across the face, you win. You know, it's like, how is that logical? I'd have loved to have seen that in the game, because that's not actually... It's retarded. It's, no, it had really good humour, a really good baddie. In fact, it, it, you know, yes, it was blatantly stolen off Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean ride, but Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean films are blatantly stolen off the Monkey Island games. You know, the Monkey Island games were fantastic. Great humour, great baddie, and the second one was nice and dark, and I loved that. And if you're going to do a sequel, you've got to go dark. Mm. What was your problem, Stu? Why, why didn't you like them? Um, they came out when I was too young to appreciate it. Right, yeah, no. So therefore, he right, hates them. Yeah. Right, no, my so me- Therefore, the bad. Incorrect, okay, now, uh, when, I, when I was a kid, uh, the first one came out when I was born, okay, in fact, before I was born, the year I was born, it was a fantastic year, uh, when, uh, when, the fir- <laughs> when the first one came out, I remember years later having it on the Amiga and watching my dad play it, okay, so it wasn't so much that I played it, my dad played it, and then he played the second one, the second one was too damn hard, he never completed it, okay, but only a few years ago, both of them got re-released and Lovely new HD uh, graphics. Gra- well, I don't want to say graphics because it's still 2D at the end of the day. But lovely new graphics. Lovely new artwork and uh, new voiceovers because they never had voiceovers and voiceovers in the old days. It was still all like eight-bit music and everything, and uh, a proper band playing the soundtrack and just bloody good. That's what you need to do, my friend. You need to get an Xbox Live Arcade and download them because they're fantastic. You, need, you know what's it. better than Monkey Island? Full throttle. Uh, no, what's better than both those civilizations? So fuck you. We can come on to civilization. <laughs> we can come on to civilization. What's full throttle? Full throttle. It's a point and click game that's centered around a biker. A biker. Hmm. And what did he do apart from bike? Uh, I can't properly remember. Now. It's that long since I've played it. What, in what sense was it a point and click? Like a uh, point at the bike, click. Yay! I'm driving. Yes, it's a point-and-click game. <laughs> didn't sound... Much like Monkey Island's a point-and-click game. No, no, at least Monkey Island was like, hmm, these bars can be melted with grog. I will go to the pub, fill up that tankard with grog, come over here, throw the grog on the bars, well, uh, at least that, you know, all you've told me so far is click, a, on, the, click on the point, bike and ride. It was a point-and-click game, what the fuck do you want me to tell you about You want to tell me more, it's just click on the bike and, and click ride. click game is done. I you just expunged the fucking virtues of a point-and-click game. In fact, I'll tell you what was an amazing point-and-click game. Toonstruck, starring Christopher Lloyd. Never even heard of that. No. Christopher Lloyd. It was basically Christopher Lloyd against a cartoon background. So it was actual Christopher Lloyd. Oh, Christopher Lloyd played a... It was fucking awesome. Don't, oh, God. Christopher Lloyd played a character called Drew Blank, who, uh, see, clever, he was called Drew Blank. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it sounds brilliant so far. 
Well, if you if you don't understand that, then I feel sorry for you. He, he played a uh, cartoon creator called Drew Blank, and he uh, he created he this drawing a blank. Exactly. There you go. And he created this. I get, I get it. He created this cartoon world, which he ended up getting sucked into. And he was accompanied by a sidekick called Flux Wildly. He was voiced by Dan Castanelletta, and uh, and he basically had to work his way through this like uh, kingdom, which he like created, but it was turning evil and everything. And it starred David Ogden Steers and Dom DeLuise. It was fucking awesome. Punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Dan. If you if you do like bumming your point click adventures, recent one that is available. First episode available for free on Xbox Live. Walking Dead. It won crap loads of awards last it year. It is an awesome game. I haven't played it yet. I've got it on my PC, but my PC's graphics card, even for a point and click adventure, won't handle it. So I want to wait till I've upgraded it so I can play it in glorious, glorious technical, technical. Yeah, but I've heard it's fantastic, Dan. I'd probably play it once I've. Carried on watching the series. This it's not related separate. to the series, yeah. It's not related to the series. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, yeah, point is, uh, Toonstruck was amazing, and sadly, uh, sadly, you can't even play it on like a modern day PC, you can't, and not without like going through like so, you know, loads of like modern shit. Um, Roming it. Roming it, Roman yeah. The point Roman. is, awesome game. Simon the Sorcerer was epic as well, especially the first one, where he's voiced by Chris Barry. Um, just bloody good. Let's go back to the Xbox One. The original. Thank God. The, the original Xbox One? Or... Yeah. No, the, 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 the new Xbox One. Um, have you seen the video for Call of Duty? Yes. Um, have you, Phil? Yes. I know you have, Stu, because we watched it. That dog's going to bite the dust. Now, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> what I thought. The dog's going to die. We've, we've created a, characters that you really care about. You mean you've created a dog... That you're going to be like, oh, it's a dog, he's awesome, and then you're going to kill it. And you'll be like, no, you fucking terrorist bastards, I'm going to kill you. This is all the all the fuel all I need, need to continue my one-man yeah. crusade against oh. terrorists. You know what, the thing is, I know it's Infinity Ward, and therefore mm. I should look forward to it, because it's from the team behind the Modern Warfare series and Call of Duty 2, uh, but I'm just not excited about oh, it. Oh, it's a made-up world. That's what's turned me off. It. Yeah, that's again. It's the, uh, granted. It looks a lot more realistic than uh, Black Ops Two. All you know, robots and lasers and shit. Okay, but I'm not into this whole near future world. You know, I just, uh, yeah, I don't dig it. The only thing going for it is, yeah, it's Call of Duty with a dog. Uh, but and it could be that it's early, but no international element either. Like the beauty of Modern Warfare was your SAS and your Marine Corps. And flitting back, and it feels like a whole world grand yeah. thing. There's just from what they've yeah, said, you're right. just around a squad. You're like because like you have got your SAS, who are like the, the the cool small unit who infiltrate, and then you've got the fucking might of the mili- the US military. Yeah, it, it was I, so I, well executed. See the thing I dare say they'll do exactly the same. It'll be multiple characters. They've just shown off one group at the moment. Maybe. Maybe they'll not break from farm that much. See, um, I know that you. I know that Modern Warfare Two was your favorite Modern Warfare mm. game, but uh, but for me, it was the first one when it was the SAS and the United States Marine Corps and you know other tiny little variations here and there because because at least the SAS you did 
levels that at least felt a bit stealthy, especially the Chernobyl uh, levels. After yeah, that, e- every every game that's come after that, there's been no stealth in any Call of Duty's after that, practically. There's been the odd little bit here and there, but it's ultimately gone. I mean, Black Ops, you know, we all looked forward to the first Black Ops, thinking, oh yeah, it's going to be all stealth and covert operations and everything. Yeah. And it was just in-your-face explosions. Yeah. It was. It was It was shit. Black Ops 2 was even shitter. Still not played. It's not worth it. The story is just incomprehensible. <laughs> Gobble the goop. And I didn't like the multiplayer. I thought it was shit. Okay, well let's pose this one then. It looks like Infinity War are committing themselves to a new series with ghosts. I imagine this won't be the first and only Call of Duty ghosts. Where do Treyarch go? Do you, cause, you know, do you say... Black Ops 3. But well, what's your opinion though? Do you say fuck off Black Ops Three, give us something different, or do you think that's their only logical? No, way you to go. go. I'll lap it up because it's Call of Duty, and everyone else. Will. I'd like them to do something different. I don't see why. Call of Duty Napoleonic Wars. <laughs> I don't see why. World War One Call of Duty. Don't uh, pop your head up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why. Um, they, you know, screw the Call of Duty title, just the makers of Call of Duty, the Treyarch people. I don't see why they don't just make an entire game around the zombies technology, you know. obviously Because it's fucking dull. No, yeah. no, idiots. More than just, you know, like, oh, hold a, hold a room from these zombies, bar up some windows. I mean, a proper, good, clever campaign, but, you know, with that whole... Zombies are dull. At the end of the day, they're dull. Oh, that the, zombie! That's that, the zombies thing was fucking boring. No, no the it was the, not. It was definitely not as good as Left 4 Dead. No, the first zombies at the end of World at War, where you were just in that tiny little World War Two bunker, was fucking awesome. And uh, and yeah, by the time Black Ops came out, it was far too hard and a bit ridiculous. Although it was fun roaming around the Pentagon, um, we had some laughs playing it when. Uh, when Stu, I think it was, went down on the corridor and I ran out to revive him and then he jumped up, jumped in the lift and went downstairs and I was trapped on the corridor full of zombies. It had its moments. <laughs> but I believe Call of Duty Black Ops 2, in which they actually attempted to do a campaign, it was still pretty much just the same thing. Okay, I say, wipe the slate clean, do a full immersive story. Because zombies don't have to be boring. The Walking Dead has proved zombies uh, don't zombies have to be Zombies can be very good. In like, until we put them in a really shit game. And Nick said the exact same thing, okay? You're, you're quite right, Nick. Left the Dead, awesome. You know, yes, it's just frantic armies of zombies coming at you, followed by eerie quietness, and then and then more of the same. But it's done so well, you know, the clever people at Valve, they've done it so well, and every game feels different, because you don't know when the AI is going to strike and when it's not. It's Have you not played or heard of DayZ? Mm. No. DayZ is like a mod for a game called Armour 2 and it basically puts you on an island that is real time so it's sort of like a, a multi-user well like a mud but you don't pay for it obviously but you, where you log out you will log in again the next time and there's all, multiple people on the island at the same time and it's a basically like a a, a, a small island that's got multiple towns it's got forest and stuff in the towns there's supplies and there's zombies and you've just got to survive as long as you can cool and if you get shot in your like, leg it stops you moving you can get you know you can have problems getting the bullet out you can bleed to death the, the emphasis is on high realism 
In fact, actually, now that I think about it, Phil, who's been uh, a bit anti-zombie... Um, I'm not anti-zombie, I'm anti-cod zombies, because it's shit. No, not because they've not refined it, okay? It's shit. Because they've not fucking refined it, okay? Now, well, you like... Saying, they've refined, they refined talking, single... They've refined like single player, they've refined talking, multiplayer, and I'm talking of you. You and, uh, like zombies Dead Island, correct? You like Dead Island? Yeah. Because right. it had a lot of faults, but it was a really fucking good game. Okay, the people who the people who do Call of Duty could do Dead Island. Why don't they? That's what I'm saying. Oh, why have they not done anything remo- remotely like it? Because they're too busy going. Because they're, they're too busy shit. going. Oh, future warfare, and we'll tack on a mini game featuring zombies. Okay, what well, they they need to dedicate an entire team to create a full immersive game just on the zombies thing. Do you know I, why they shouldn't? Why shouldn't they? Because it's shit. Well, they've not refined it, and you're entitled to your opinion. And I'm right. <laughs> He's One of the big problems with those zombie games are what he hacked back to with um, Thingy Island, and it just Island. doesn't make any sense. He was on about Left 4 Dead, I was on about No, um, before with Pirates, point and click. Monkey Treasure Island. Uh, Monkey. Yeah. Treasure Island. <laughs> the game. Well, yeah, mate, it doesn't make any sense. Because it's if you just logged on randomly... Everyone already seems to know what you have to do, and you have to go to this room. It's nonsensical button pressed, go over to this thing, it doesn't signpost it very well at all. It all seems too convoluted. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be zombies, it could be anything. It's. Yeah, it's, I think Stu's right, it's almost too much like a. To say it's too much like a game would be stupid, but it's too. Almost simplistic. It's like tower defense. It's it's not like a an immersive environment. It's not an immersive game. It's flip the red switch here. Flip the yellow switch here. Yeah. Flip this thing Put here. This and then we all yeah. get in a basket and we go up to this other level. What's that? And then just the fucking standard level build up of what um, the zombie games are. Whereas at least in Left 4 Dead, it it felt. Well, but you, a moment ago, you just mentioned Monkey Island. What's that got? Because there's nuns no, like if he was using normal. the example of slapping a fish against someone. It's fucking dumb shit. I don't mean that there's something as slapstick as that. I mean it doesn't make sense. There's not a level that you're going through and progressing. That, that makes yeah. You have to go to like when we were doing it. And it's we have to go level four now. Why do it? How do we know? How do you know that? Like there's. It, doesn't explain he's all, he's all over the place, this lad. What are you on about now, level four? What? No, I, I understand what you mean. Like, like there's, there's no... With zombies, you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. There's no real easy, discoverable thing of how to do a level. You have right. to run over to the I know five coloured buttons. I know what you're on about, yeah, the flicking the switches in the Pentagon, yes. Uh, but yeah, as I said, the uh, Corn Black Ops, it was too hard and too convoluted, and, and you know, yeah, there was no substance to it, okay? It doesn't mean they couldn't make a full, unique game. Yeah, it doesn't either. mean they couldn't do it, but I don't think they will. No. No, you're right, they probably won't, but the thing is, you know, if they were clever, they would. Did anyone see the uh, video? And how shit the graphics look. Yeah, I thought it looked awful. For the Xbox One? Yeah. Uh, I've seen little snippets of like the guy... They all in... look stylized and semi as if they were cel-shaded, but not. Well, this looked... is EA's first time doing a UFC game, correct? I mean, they, no. they showed four games. FIFA, NBA. Madden, yeah, an NBA yeah. one, and UFC. And they were all in the same rough stylized... So how, well, how do you, as a big UFC fan, how do you feel looking at the footage of the UFC? It looked awful. You barely saw any, to be fair. Yeah. Did you? And that's, 
at least with FIFA and things like that, they'll have a much bigger team. They'll have already some kind of build for it. They're starting presumably from scratch with this because they've never had the license before. Did either of you play the M- the MMA game? You played it and yeah. got fucking schooled on it. It, it was tough. It was tough. I'd, I'd, it's a whole dual stick thing. Yeah, I don't think it lends itself well to the game. But as much as I've enjoyed UFC games, was it licensed? Is it? Yeah, is it, it UFC? It won't, this one is UFC. Mine but that's THQ's gone down. Yeah, it, so, so, the last one wasn't UFC. At least they right, some fucking man. polish. The menu system will work properly. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to UFC's menu system. <laughs> Jesus Christ! For what a games, fucking for three games, it's been a fucking nightmare. What a fucking middle-aged, boring bastard! I'm looking forward to the UFC's menu system. <laughs> Earlier, when he Not was on about cracking heads and, and snapping off arms and shit, the menu, oh, the slick menus of EA. Earlier, when he was going on about Amiga games, I thought I used to have a Formula One management game. I used to have that. <laughs> Jesus There's Christ. not a lot to it. <laughs> the Formula One management game. Yeah. Fuck me. You'd have loved it. Uh, probably not at the time. I did. I didn't like Formula One at the time. Would uh, you like it now? Uh, yeah, I'd like a Formula One management game. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> it took a while to be able to sign the likes of Mansell and Prost and that. <laughs> <laughs> and Senna. Don't forget Senna. Senna. Um, God rest his soul. That, that actually, if they did a modern day version of that, yeah, I'd lap that up. Actually, I'm probably more interested. The thing <laughs> is, I'm not into racing games actually, apart from the odd, the odd one at here and then. And usually, the odd one is because it's different from your standard racing game. We're generally not into racing games, so a management F1 game would be. Right I bet you love it. it though. Basically, if you like Ferrari or some shit, this is going to be dead. So don't bother correcting me. But I'm essentially right. What management is the we're going to pit once at some point and um, here's what size going to we're use. mega rich so we'll buy our best drivers and have the best car we're winning there's nothing <laughs> to it well if you you know let's say you start off small with the Marussia you know and you have a lack of drivers and you have to get some pay driver who doesn't deserve their seat because their dad's rich well, you know then uh, you know and then work your way up then you know then it's called progression isn't it? I, I bet I also that just, game, to, sorry. just to interrupt I did have a, a cricket management game at one gonna, time as well I was going to say there was a cricket management quite a lot game. of there international cricket captain I think it was international there's my ma- brother had that game on his mega drive there's no a rugby manager yeah. Yeah. I bet I think that's a free to play stick your thumb of. in his arsehole I bet Dan what You'd love that game, and probably eight other people in the world would love it as well. No, any Formula One fan would love it, and, I, and there's more than eight of us. Uh, <laughs> no. There's ten, and some of them happen to be very rich. You, you have it. You are being quite the spiteful bastard tonight. I don't know, I don't, you are. You, you, you've disagreed with every little thing I've said tonight. Because you've said things I disagree with. Well, you know, well, you are factually wrong about Formula One. It's got a big following and it's far more entertaining than football, and we're not having this argument. But it was a joke, Dan. All right, then, Dan, to, to conclude, how excited are you out of 1 to 10 for the Xbox One? Whereas, now, again, maybe it's because I don't work at HMV anymore. Whereas at HMV, I made sure I got one of the first launch consoles within like the first couple of weeks of it coming out. I probably won't rush to get this. I'll maybe... And it's not a cheap thing. 
uh, I just might wait to see until the prices come down, you know, because obviously the earlier versions might have bugs as well, like the early 360s. Uh, I might wait to see how the price comes down, see if they do a more attractive slimline version. Oh, I might not, I might give in to peer pressure and think, no, I must have one, I must be the first one to have one. So, so at this rate it could go either way. But out of 10, call it a 5. Phil? A cautious 7 at the moment. I'll uh, upgrade when the game's uh, Or shown. degrade. Yeah. Yeah. Stu? Five. I'm I'm with Phil. I'm on a six or a seven. I'm not overwhelmed, but I'm intrigued. There's uh, nice touches what they've shown so far. It's more be done nice games, bits, but yeah, it's it's a games console at the heart of it. It's. Uh, I don't think the 360 feels shit yet. No, it doesn't. I agree. Still, I agree still, yeah. Weirdly, the only no, thing doesn't. is the big games that are obviously going to be developed for the the next gen. So even though you'll get Games like GTA Five and both Sleeping Dogs, which I'm excited about. Not Sleeping Dogs, Watch Dogs. Mm. I'm excited about that. That's going to be on both, and I'll probably end up getting it for 360, purely because I'm not going to be able to afford a new console until the new year. See, I'm sad to say it, but it's probably very likely I won't. Not immediately, anyway. But probably not for a long time. I, I'm in no rush to get GTA 5, and it's probably because I never got off the first mm. island in GTA 4, but uh, just not excited about it because GTA 4 was overrated and a bit meh. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm down on that. Stu Stu loves GTA 4. <laughs> GTA 4 just wasn't a fun game. GTA 4 was a fun game. It wasn't a fun game. It may have had an interesting story with good characters, but it wasn't fun. Nico, my cousin! You couldn't, you couldn't Lost and eat loads of... was good. Bad gay tone mm. was good. You couldn't eat loads of food and get fat. And get ridiculous tattoos and shit. Like, you could... Well, I didn't want to. Maybe I do. Maybe that's what I played Gran Turismo... Uh, Gran Turismo? Grand Theft Auto 4. That's what I didn't do. The only time I'd ever play that game is I'd never follow the story. I'd either drive a car like to like one of these points that's ultra-defensible. I remember in one of them, it was like near a stadium because they couldn't lower troops down on you and they, had to f- they, they got funneled, funneled to you through this tunnel. And then just kill loads of people until see how long you'd last. Or do ridiculous things. Pretty much why, pretty much Saints Row style gameplay where it's more fun as opposed to super ridiculously realistic. I enjoyed Saints Row as well. I just uh I think there's room for both. Although Saints Row, you could argue has jumped the shark. It's very, very stupid now. Yeah, it is yeah, yeah, the yeah. Well, but that's the problem, you see Grand Theft Auto used to be fun. It was fun, and, yeah. and Grand Theft Auto 4 was very serious, and I also didn't like break, 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 break the fucking cards. The, the braking system was rubbish. I didn't like San Andreas. San Andreas was mint. That was and, the and one. That was the one I didn't like. I liked San Andreas, and I would say that actually had quite a serious dark storyline. Uh, but there were still enough fun things to do in it. It was in fact. I think I fucking nearly rage quit, and I think that's part. I actually, I actually, I actually never completed San Andreas because by the time I got round to uh, trying to complete it, it was on my Xbox 360, and my 360 died. I got the Red Ring of Death, and uh, and then when I finally got my new 360, I started. Mm, I'm not playing that again. It just, just on the off chance that it would happen again. I um, conquered a lot of the uh, the neighbourhood zones mm-hmm. in the Gangland thing, then I advanced the storyline and lost them all, and that infuriated yeah, right. the shit out of me. And then when, once I got over that, and then I got into that <laughs> countryside hub thing, there was a mission with a 
an articulated lorry with like a, a petroleum container on the back and it was over fucking hills and herpins and everything and because he was separate to it if it tipped over it blew up and it blew up so many times it took so fucking long to get to those bits where I was fucking up I just stopped I already know what your answer is going to be but who was your favourite Grand Theft Auto protagonist from all the Grand Theft Autos I see Really I was going to say it had to be I knew you'd pick Tommy Vassetti it's all about Claude from GTA 3 for me I, I could never even remember their names because I've never played the campaigns Claude in GTA 3 Tommy Vassetti in Vice City uh, see, Vice City had Danny Dyer enough said no, no see we've had this conversation in the previous podcast and all three of us I think I think Phil was in on this all said you're mad there, it is not like, Danny Dyer starring in a game is no reason to like that game it's not. It's a reason to shun that game. It doesn't make me hate it, but it, it makes me want to shun it. What was his character called? I can't remember. Kent Paul. Kent Paul. Autism. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you know, I think, uh, I, I think I've got that weird memory thing that some people have. I'm just one of those people that just remembers loads of random shit. But autism. <laughs> <laughs> it's not autism because I'm still able to. Yeah. What are you trying to say about people who are autistic? I'm not trying to say anything about it. Are you saying that you met no, it's just obvious. I, it's just obvious I don't have it. Why? Because I just don't. Don't deny it. And uh, I could argue... So it's okay it's, it's his X-Men power. We all have one. What's your X-Men power, Stu, apart from Flat Chance? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's his extraordinary tightness. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm joking on that one. Qualify that as well the next play. No, every, everyone's got a unique ability. Phil? You must have something. You must, like, Nick Nick knows from trial and error there's been far too many instances in Nick's life where he's been at a train platform and the train's doors are pulled up directly in front of him. That's that, my X-Men power. That's his power. You must have cool. something. Every time. Every time. Maybe you tie your shoes and they never come undone. I don't know. I've maybe maybe, maybe you smile at girls on the street and they don't throw holy water at you. <laughs> you know. Maybe when you butter bread, it's buttered completely evenly. Maybe you've dropped buttered toast before and it's never landed butter side down. I can't think of anything. These I- could be your X-Men powers, Phil. Mm. I'm going to run some experiments. <laughs> <laughs> Have you flushed every stool this time? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because I can never do it in one go at his house. What, just at his house? What, you saved the particularly potent ones for him? No, no, Because no. you know you're going to have to flush them twice and go, I'll save 20 pence. Twice, that would be fucking good. I remember it last it's time. Five. Five. Now, is, is it because... It it's a poor toilet. Is it because of a poor flush system? Yeah. Or... No, I've had no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, you did say in the car yesterday that your passing on uh, Sunday morning was like a clump of mud. <laughs> oh dear. So perhaps that's why. When you start having human shits, you might be able to use a proper toilet. Yeah. Was. Correct your diet, what fool. What's that, what's that thing that um, like a bricklayer has? He has. It holds like a handle with a piece of wood or whatever on it, and then he has his trowel, and he like slops 
cement around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They use it uh, thingy um, plasterers use it as well. Yeah, I know what the, I know what you're referring to. I know what it's called. I can't think of. It. Well, sometimes it can look like cement on one of those. Dude, seek help. Stop eating incredibly spicy shit all the time. <laughs> the spicy stuff not agree with you, Stu? No, it does. It agrees with me one hundred percent. What's the spiciest thing you've ever eaten? Not a fucking barberito burrito. That's what. It, no, <laughs> that's what it's not. I went in and I had the hottest thing they had, and it was nothing. <laughs> no, I was disgusted with it. But did it still taste good? No, not really. Oh, well. and it was seven pound odd. Yeah, it's not cheap. Did you? I did you? Were your hands messy by the end of it as well? No. Really? They get quite messy towards the end. The hottest thing I've ever eaten not was back in the uni days. <laughs> my flatmate Rick used to be obsessed with eating hotter and hotter things. So he'd buy like Def chilies, and he'd get it by like Mega Def sauce and anal ass buster sauce and stuff like that ass buster <laughs> yeah I swear to god one he had they'd all come in in unique bottles I don't bottles. want anything called an anal ass buster <laughs> <laughs> there was one that was that he had to get imported from America that it was in like a little bottle that was inside like a glass case and the bottle itself was encased in wax <laughs> so it wouldn't escape and they all had warnings don't rub your eyes don't you know don't do anything like that and I remember once We'd come back from a night out and I'd got like a chicken kebab um, and I hadn't put any chilli sauce on. So I'd got one of his mega def sauces and like a fucking tool, I like sprinkled it all over my chicken like it was brown sauce. Took one bite and I swear to God, I had to, I had to throw out the entire kebab and I had to go and drink like five pints of water because it was that hot. It was It was disgusting. It made me. It made my eyes water, and it was just. It was just not enjoyable. Drinking cold drinks can sometimes make them worse. Well, you should drink milk. Milk. Yeah, you yeah. should drink milk. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's easily the hottest thing we've eaten. Yeah, that. Yeah, that doesn't sound pleasant. I've had, a, I've, had a, I've had a completely unrelated but a similar thing with a bag of Walker's crisps where uh, you've been conquered by a bag of Walker's crisps <laughs> I had a <laughs> fucking hell I had a bag of ready salted Walker's crisps ready salted I had a bag of ready salted Walker's crisps that had an obscene amount of salt in it like like you couldn't taste the crisp but the salt it was just like eating salt and literally after a couple of crisps I was like I can't eat these they were just yeah they were too damn salty <laughs> You shouldn't even be in the same room as this guy. Have you, have you not eaten something so salty that it's become unedible? No, no. Then no. you've not. I don't, I don't eat. I don't. I have things with added salt. If and, it and don't pull your fucking face. It was like. It was like a, I know what fucking salt is. Yeah, but you pulled your face like oh, loser. We couldn't even finish a bag of crisps. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as is my right and yeah. fucking duty. You didn't have. You didn't sample this particular bag of crisps. We were but it's saltier than the sea. Yes, honestly, <laughs> it was like eating, if, if the sea was a solid thing, it was like eating a piece of sea. It was, it was just like, it was that salty. You drink it, it'd be a bit easier. Oh, you could freeze it. Oh, that, yeah. No, you wouldn't be able to do that, would you? High enough temperature, maybe fucking Antarctic, that's sea. The point is, I threw away the packet of crisps, opened up another one, and it was bloody, it was bloody good. Wasteful bastard. You well, was well, did, you buy did you buy them? Did you buy them? Seeing as I don't do the shopping, I've the, the shit out of you. I, 
Well, uh, first of all, you know, we have a rule in my house. If you don't like eating something, don't eat it. And uh, secondly, you know... It doesn't mean you chuck it away. Yeah, if it's unedible, you chuck it away. Canal. About the dog. You don't give crisps to a dog. Some people do. I've given given the dogs random daft things before. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're fond of the pastry on Mr. Kipling Apple Pies. Uh, you can give pastry. Yeah. You can give, you can give a dog fucking dogs. anything, and yeah. it'd eat the shit out of it. No, exactly. Yeah, as long as it's not rancid dog food, the pubs like near grade meat. Where uh, yeah, but we live, they used to have like the pub's dog, and the party trick was like you got bar, buy a bag of crisps, throw it to the dog, and pop the bag, and eat all the crisps, and that was. <laughs> That's fucking enjoyment. Fucking hell, everyone to gather around the dog. That's fucking depressing. (laughs) (laughs) It is Everton. Jesus Christ. Once again, Stu, I think you found the perfect. Come back from the toilet. You stay behind me! (laughs) (laughs) Once again, Stu, I think you found the perfect end to the podcast. Alright then, is that the end? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we can't go any further with that. Where do you go with that? Uh-huh. That's why we're going to end it. So you, what for you fed a dog? Dog food, generally. Uh, pastry off Mr. Kipling. Pastry off Mr. Kipling's. Uh, various, various things. Yesterday at Pennington Flash, I gave them an ice cream. You gave a dog an ice cream? Yeah. Dogs love ice cream. How do you know it's not getting brain freeze? They probably do get brain freeze because they eat it so fast. It doesn't, you know. Fucking dick! You give him brain freeze crisps. Yeah. You give him a fucking dog ice cream. Cause, oh, sure. Because apart from your special needs dog in Addison, okay, dogs would ge- <laughs> dogs would probably generally look at crisps and go, hmm, not eating them. So <laughs> yeah. the shit. My dog never used Quite to eat literally. crisps. My dog never used to eat crisps. Did you ever attempt to feed it crisps? Yeah. To go up and be like, oh, what the fuck's that smell? Because you're eating, and it'd be like, oh, you know, and then you'd be like, oh, does he want one? I, I may as well give him a tiny bit, and he'd, he'd put it down, he'd sniff it, and then he'd be like, fuck that. Can you eat fucking snobby dogs? I had a dog, ma- I had a dog many years <laughs> ago. eat fucking ice cream. Why eat crisps? Christ. They <laughs> never feared for their own life. Fucking class dogs eat. You, you just said my dogs only eat ice cream. Uh, let's, let's rephrase that. They do eat proper dog food as well. Um, I had a dog many years ago that enjoyed Watsits, if you must know, but uh, well, there you go, they're not to everyone's taste. And on that bombshell. Have you ever fed a dog? Uh, Christian Atherton, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just usual stuff. My dog used to drink coffee. Fucking but, hell! No, my, uh, my, my dog. Before, <laughs> fucking hell! My dog used to do the same thing. Before Benji and Jade, we had a dog who, if you had a, if you had a cappuccino or whatever, just she had, she had no hesitation, just dipping her face in your mug. Yeah, yeah but you would never drink a cappuccino. Mind. You'd make your dog a cup of coffee. I didn't make it a cup of coffee, but it, <laughs> it'd be that gun. If you put it down or on the table or something, you look, watch it tell her, be in it. Like, Jesus Christ! Go have a cup of coffee. Bush. <laughs> Straight down to the eyes. Because I had a long snout. Incinerating its nose. <laughs> Fucking And then it had run around in circles for literal hours. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> should, we, should we end it? I think we have should a picture we put a, a bullet in this dog's head. <laughs> to complete this podcast. 
So yeah. he's been Stu. Nick, Phil. sorry. <laughs> Do apologise, Nick. Phil. And you know who I 